Welcome to Wisdom of Wanderlust, a podcast for travelers by travelers. I'm Michael Bennett, co-founder of ExplorerX. As a seasoned traveler, coach, and educator, I've dedicated my life to supporting people just like you and becoming the hero of their own story. And I'm Robin Goldblatt, a lifelong globetrotter, avid outdoors woman, and health nut, driven by my relentless curiosity and compassion for our world. Join us as we explore and discuss how to travel better and how to live a better, more fulfilling, and more mindful life. Hey, everybody, welcome into Wisdom and Wanderlust, a podcast for travelers by travelers. I'm your host, Michael Bennett. And I'm your co-host, Robin Goldblatt. And today we've got a great episode for you. We're going to be interviewing Jake Halpert, co-founder of Explorer X and the Transformational Travel Council. And Jake is actually joining us from Mexico, where he and his family are spending the winter. So you may hear a little bit of bird song in the background, but I think it provides a nice ambiance. Yeah, it sure does, Robin. So uh, in this episode, Jake and I uh, and Robin are going to talk about how we met, how Jake and I met and bonded over our shared philosophy of travel, what we mean by transformational travel, how to keep travel both enjoyable and life-changing at the same time, and share some of our best practices for implementing change when we get home from these amazing experiences. Awesome. That sounds great, Michael. Are we ready to go? We are. Let's do it. Hey, you guys. <laughs> How, how's it going? How are you both doing? Jake, how's life in Baja? Life is good, uh, all, all things considered. Uh, getting to spend a lot of time outside and under the stars at night. Uh, we got a big show tonight with plant, with Jupiter and, and Saturn coming together to, to form that Christmas star, which I'm pretty excited about. Oh, nice. Uh, what, do you know what time? I heard about that. What time is that? Uh, it's like right after sunset. So, I, you know, okay. whatever that is up there down here it's like 6 6 p.m mountain time so but yeah, awesome. yeah it'll be a it'll be a pretty cool experience i guess it's been 800 years since this last happened wow yeah we're <clears throat> we're getting i'm not robin i'm not sure what it's like in Bozeman, but we're getting slammed with rain here of course it's winter in seattle so it's completely cloudy so there's there's probably no chance that we're going to see it here unfortunately so um, but, I know, Michael, how does hearing about Jake's life in Baja make you feel? <laughs> uh, jealous. Seattle. Jealous, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I told you, Rob, we were talking this morning, it's 39 degrees and pouring rain, and Jake's probably like 80 degrees and not a cloud yeah. in the sky. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. You're supposed to come down here, buddy. What happened? I know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Busy and life and COVID and all that stuff, man. I, I know. Gotta, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm surprised you're actually coming back. Are you coming back? Uh, nope, nope. This is the big announcement. <laughs> I am staying in Baja. <laughs> uh, no. we, we, are, we are probably going to stay longer given the circumstances, you know, the, okay. the, the, the lockdowns and the, you know, no one should be flying. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to try to stick around a little bit longer, but nice. we'll see. No, another month, another three months. What's your plan? Do you have any idea? Yeah, probably another month. Yeah. So you've been there for a couple months now? Yeah, I've been here Has for been a couple months. Long? Yeah. Yeah. So three months was the plan. We'll probably extend to, to four or five. We'll see. But nice. yeah, it's, it's nice uh, just to, to, to be under the sun and, and yeah, listen to the waves and, and uh, have the kids play in the pool and, and all that. But anyway. Yeah. I know the Nothing. vitamin D probably helps with the immune system, I would think. It, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How are the kids enjoying it? Loving it? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, they're, everyone's, everyone but me is getting a little homesick. 
but, uh, but yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing good. You know, they just went on to Christmas break, so, you know, they won't be plugged into the, uh, the, the remote learning all day like they, like they were, but yeah, we're doing good. Have you noticed any changes in the kids since you've been down there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially with Quinn, he's, he seems like he's just in a really good headspace. Like he's, he, he, he's really calm. We were just, uh, at a, at a partner lodge over this last weekend via Del Ferro on the East Cape. There was, there's no one there. And so we got, you know, some pretty amazing attention from the family that owns it. And they, they said nothing but like just the, the sweetest things about our kids after we left. And that was, and I was like, oh, that's, that's good. That makes me feel good. You know? Very cool. Yeah. Well, it sounds pretty great, Jake. I mean, there's honestly, there's no place I'd rather be in winter than right here. I love the snow. But yeah. Baja, it does sound pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were down here, what, a year ago, Robin? Was that it? Less than that? Um, less than that. It was March. It was just before things got shut down for COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm. It was as this was all erupting at the very beginning. I was out in Baja, disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> I was lucky I mean, to have, yeah. have gotten that opportunity when I did, I, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it is incredible down here. And I love our, our small group adventure that we've designed, the family adventure uh, mm-hmm. that you helped put together. That's super cool. But I'm with you on winter. I mean, I do miss the seasons. Like, I don't think I could live here full time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I love the, the changing of the seasons. No yeah. surprise, right? I, I, we yeah. obviously like change around here. Yes. We, we do. I'll tell you what, if you, uh, you're welcome to come to Seattle and I'll maybe I'll fly down there. We can do a little flip flop here for a month or two, Jake, because yeah. it is, it is winter in Seattle. It is quite beautiful here actually, but. Um, Michael, I think your dog Fred will want to join you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Fred's from Hawaii, right? So, I mean, he, he likes is the he warm really? weather. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. 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 He was, he was a rescue from Hawaii. So, oh, wow. um, well, no and I tell you, he, he hates the rain. Every time I take him out for a walk and, and it's raining, I'm dragging the guy along. Right? I feel so bad for him. So he's miserable. So, so Robin, let's, let's get into it. Yeah. 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 I know. I, I want to kick us off Jake. So back in our intro episode of this podcast, Michael and I talked a little bit about where our senses of wanderlust came from. And so we'd love to ask you the same thing where, where do you think your sense of wanderlust came from and how did you end up in the travel industry? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that my wanderlust uh, was born out of just curiosity and, 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 and relentless energy. You know, I was, I was a kid that was always on the go and, and, uh, and very curious. And, you know, my, my mom, my grandmother spent a lot of time with me growing up and, you know, and, and, uh, my mom, uh, you know, we didn't get to travel, travel very often. Uh, you know, we went camping and spent a lot of time outside, but we didn't get to travel, but she's, uh, you know, she, she went on journeys, uh, of her own inner journeys and, you know, spent a lot of time reading and meditating and, you know, in her communities where, you know, that, that, uh, her curiosity was quenched and, you know, in a different form. And so I got to see her sort of expand her mind and her awareness that way. And then my grandmother, she traveled around the world. Uh, you know, she, she had to have been, you know, 50 or 60 countries, you know, in, you know, in the sixties. Right. So, you know, so she was, she was really intrepid and, and, uh, you know, I remember, you know, and as, uh, you know, as they would come back from adventures, you know, and they'd go at two, three months at a time, my grandparents and, you know, my grandmother would come back and share photos and tell stories. And so I had this really cool blend of, you know, mom that went within and grandma that explored outwardly. And so, uh, you know, that, that really led to my own sort of 
deep curiosity and and uh, and that balance of inner and outer exploration that we talk so much about at uh, Explorer X. Jake, so you you had a pretty profound experience when you got out of college, right? And you were sort of considering what was next in your life. And I think you had moved down to San Diego and had a real sort of epiphany uh, moment, right? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I uh, I, I was in college and, and I was I was focused on on a degree in psychology uh, and uh, and then realized that I, I didn't know if I had the, the temperament for that after shadowing a, a psychologist and and so at that point you know I, I really started diving into travel and got my degree in hospitality and tourism and and then I got a, a this uh, opportunity with the Four Seasons uh, which was down in San Diego. Uh, and I was part of a management trainee program and was in room service and, and was there for a few months before I recognized like this was, this was just not the right place for me. So, you know, I, I, I quickly shifted into, you know, that mode of like introspection. Well, what's next for me? You know, how am I going to continue down this path and did some real soul, soul searching, ended up at a, at a beach called Dog Beach on a bluff one evening and you know i started to really sort of resonate with ecotourism uh and conservation and adventure travel i remember you know i i swear to god i felt like you know i was floating you know my body was just vibrating at a high level and i remember thinking oh my god i've i i know what i'm meant to do uh and uh and from that point forward you know i just dove in head first and have never looked back you know it was it was that clear for me so that was that was the epiphany, the light bulb moment, you know, that that I had at 23 years old on a beach, you know, at sunset uh, one evening. Uh, that definitely changed uh, the trajectory of my life and, and put me on my path. And so, where did you go from there? Actually, you know, what I did is I ended up looking up the Ecotourism Society and uh, stumbled across Megan Epler Wood, and of course, you know, one of our advisors and close friends, Kurt Kutai, yeah, was sure, a member sure. at that time. But anyway, I, I poured out my thoughts and my energy and, you know, my, my vision, you know, to Megan Epler Wood in an email. She wrote back something, you know, really kind. You know, to this day, you know, I, I've, I've not reconnected with her. I, I absolutely should. But I remember reaching out to her and, you know, like, I had this moment and this is what I'm destined to do. Uh, <laughs> But uh, anyway, I ended up at, uh, uh, at a company called Marco Polo Vacations and Galapagos Cruises. So it was a company that was based in Seattle. It was operated by a Brazilian guy named Marco Pinto. Sat down with him for a you know, glass of wine one night at a restaurant near his house. And he offered me this job as ex- executive assistant to the president. You know, brought me under his wing. And you know, I learned a tremendous amount you know, over, over the year and a half that I was there. Uh, before moving up to Seattle and and starting it, you know, with with Cruise West and then down under Answers, but you know what? That I back when I had that epiphany, you know, I was like, I need to be out on my own. I need. To, I'm an entrepreneur, and uh, and so I set the goal to do that at age 30. And so you know, I was working at Down Under Answers, 30 years old. I was like, all right, I'm 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 going for it. And that's when I stepped out on my own. Wow, amazing! And then what? What was next? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's when that's so that's when you launched Evergreen Escapes, right? Uh, well, that's when I launched uh, Explorers Explorers Three. So Got yeah, it. it was it was you know I started I, I had this experience with selling Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I knew it really really well, and so that you know w- my my first bookings were trips to Australia as a, as an Aussie premier specialist uh, with mm-hmm. Tourism Australia. Simultaneously to that, I recognized there was a great opportunity to showcase the Pacific Northwest and you know small group nature based adventures. So I launched Evergreen Escapes at that time as well. 
So take us through how you and Michael met in the first place. You know, uh, he's my soul brother. So I, I, I think we've, we, we've been connected well before we, we, we met face to face. You know, it, it was, it was one of those guys that, you know, you, you hear a name, you know, floating around from various people and then you hear it more, you know, and then some of your close friends start talking about certain someone. And, you know, and so I, I Michael was, was popping up in, in my universe, you know, uh, quite often. And then uh, a mutual friend and uh, my business partner at the time, Dan Moore had arranged for us all to share what, what was that Michael, like a little castle in, in, in Ireland, uh, yeah, for the yeah, yeah. The world summit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And 2014. So, uh, yeah, 2014. You, me, mm-hmm. Dan Moore, Don Mankin, Kurt Kutai, we shared the, uh, this beautiful uh, property, and 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 we got a time. We got some time to really sort of share our passions, and you know, it wasn't but a few minutes before I think we both realized, like, whoa, this is this this is creepy. Yeah. I think we're both thinking the same thing. We see <laughs> the same future of travel, and we're totally vibing. Uh, but and, and not many other people were thinking that way at the same at that time, Jake. Well, right. No, no, they weren't. You know, was, I remember almost being, you know, a little embarrassed. Like I remember feeling like a little, you know, nervous about being completely open about it because, you know, yeah. people just didn't talk about that. At least in, you know, adventure travel, we talked about, you know, amazing experiences, but we didn't necessarily right. talk about, you know, some of the uh, uh, <laughs> the stuff we're so passionate about. Right. right? right. Uh, and so yeah. when we connected, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I can be fully open i can be fully me you know and, and i remember sitting at that counter in the kitchen and just like yes oh, this is this yes. is incredible yep so, <laughs> so it's funny because you know my first adventure travel world summit was 2012 in switzerland and i remember going there and i just finished the dissertation right i'm talking about what we would now call transformational travel and all of these things and everyone's looking at me like i have four heads you know and so it was just it was a real like mind blower at that point, you know? And I was like, wow, like, like people sort of like, yeah, okay. I get it sort of conceptually, but like they would move off of it really, really quickly. And so I remember when you and I met the first time we actually met Jake, if you remember this was in the airport, I think it was yeah. in Shannon. Yeah. And, and I had gotten there a few minutes before you did. And, and Dan was like, Oh, that's Jake. And you're, of course, there's a throng of people that were there. And immediately, I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not as, spiritual or whatever the word is that you are right I and mean, you you had but you had an aura man like you i could like literally see a glow around you i'm like you don't even have to tell me who it was dan like i knew which one jake was like immediately um and so yeah and i and i you know i also vividly remember sitting at that counter with you you know over a over a, a couple beers and just yeah. having these conversations you just being like wow like this is this is the guy that that i'm going to work with right this is this is yeah this is it, right? Because there's no one else that was really resonating and connecting with that work, right? With that mindset, with that approach mm-hmm. at that point. And I was new to the industry, right? I mean, I'd only been in the industry for, for two years at that point. Mm-hmm. So finding someone that was like, okay, this guy's got some experience. He knows what he's talking about and he gets this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. It, you know, it's not that much different than the epiphany that I just spoke of, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, on, on dog beach, you know, where I, I, I knew, the work that I was supposed to do. And, yeah. you know, meeting you was similar to that, you know, and, and meeting mm-hmm. my wife was similar to that, right? Like there's been yeah. moments in my life where, you know, I had a recognition that this was the, the this, this was a game changer. And, you know, what's interesting is as you're, as you're saying that, you know, one of the things that you and I talk about a lot and, and that we use a lot in all of the work that we do at both at TTC, the Transmissional Travel Council and at Explore X, but is the hero's journey, right? And, 
you know, for whatever reason, as you said that, what struck me was that was our call, right? Yeah. You know, we received that call, you on the beach, you know, both of us, you know, sitting in that castle, you know, in Ireland having a beer. And yet, yet so many people refuse that call, right? So many people hear it and they just say, no, it's not for me. That's for someone else. It's not, you know, and they don't have the courage to, to answer that call. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just, and this is proof what we're doing now, the, the work that we're doing, the, the difference that we're making in people's lives and in the world, right, is really the journey that we're on together, right? As a result of uh, having the audacity, if you will, to answer that call. Yeah. I mean, I'll, so much of our work is just helping people answer their call, right? Like, and travel is just such a, provides just an incredible space to be able to open up to that, nurture that. And there's been, you know, these moments in my life where answering the call has made all the difference, right? And put me on the path. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier or more fulfilled, you know, today because of that. And we, you and I both, I think on a day-to-day basis, right? We both see people that are struggling, right? We both see people that are, you know, feeling some degree of discontent or unhappiness or unwanted emotions, right? And they're struggling. And, mm-hmm. you know, as, as, as empaths, you and I both feel for them. And we also know that most people love to travel, mm-hmm. right? And they, they want to get out and they want to have fun and they want to explore and they want to learn about new cultures and things like that. And, and so I think you know, the work that we're doing, that, that what excites both of us about this so much is that we get to take these people that are feeling some degree of discontent or whatever, help them go on this amazing journey, but also use it as an opportunity to find whatever it is that was, that's missing for them, right? And reconnect yeah. with themselves and reconnect with other people and with nature and, and build that vision for you the future, right? And, and answer their call because they are being called, mm-hmm. right? And they're, they're reluctant to answer that call and, and we can sort of shepherd them along and give them an awesome experience at the same time. Yeah. So is this the vision that you guys had back when you first met? And is this what you bonded over in the first place? Or has that kind of evolved? I think we pretty much just, we, we dove right in. Like within, within a few minutes, we were talking about this exact thing. Uh, yeah. And it just continues to, to, to deepen uh, and, and really beautiful ways, you know, since then, you know, as we continue to have, you know, these, you know, like Michael, and I know you get some of these, these emails too, Rob, and it was like, he'll be meditating and, and he'll have like a moment, right? Like he'll have an epiphany or a thought and he'll, you know, share it with us. And then, you know, we'll go explore that pathway together and, you know, and vice versa. Oh, Michael, I had this hit, you know, and, and next thing I know, you know, we're two hours in and it just continues to, to build and, and, and really beautiful in complex ways, you know, that just allows our work to expand. Uh, and, and, and it, and the thing about it is, you know, once you, you get on this, this path that we're on, like, you know, this is, this is a lifetime of work, right? We're just going to continue to do that. This is not going to get dull. This is not going to get boring. We're not going to run out of things to talk about, right. Or, or ideas to have related to this work. Uh, it's that, it's that meaningful. And, and, uh, I know that, that, you know, for the three of us and, you know, you and I, Michael, it's, it's, it's the work that we love, love, love to do. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I think what's been interesting too, Robin, is we, you know, as Jake said, we we sort of hit the nail on the head in terms of what we wanted to do, right? What the philosophy was, what the idea was. But what's happened in the six plus years since then is it's 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 revealed itself, right? Like we've learned so much about everything from experience design and trip design for, for folks that want these kinds of experiences to how to engage people and really getting a, a deeper sense of the psychology behind where they're at. Right. 
and the different types of of, of experience that experiences that will um, land with different people depending on where they are, you know. And so, like, so much of this has been this evolutionary process of learning and growth and stumbling and figuring things out. And as Jake just said, sort of going down a particular path and being like, "Yep, this is the right path," or "Nope, that's not the right way," and let's let's pivot here and turn left and mm-hmm. figure it out. So we've we've learned so much together exploring this concept and this philosophy and this idea that travel can be a real life changing experience for people and and that you can bring purpose and intention and mindfulness to it that'll that'll enhance the likelihood that you're actually going to be able to experience the changes that you want from the from the mm-hmm. from the travels yeah well i mean i love i love this story of how you guys met and hit it off and the travel industry is small and even smaller for those who have the mindset and approach that you two have. So it was just going to be a matter of time before you crossed paths and discovered your synergies. And it seems really fortuitous when it, when it did happen, because you guys were able to come together and fill this void in the industry at the right time. Yeah. I think a lot of them, have, a lot of people have come to this, right. You know, and, and a lot of, and this has been the way people have been traveling for a very long time, but with, you know, changes, you know, with the internet, you know, and, and OTAs and, you know, just a, a general separation and society, you know, I think it, we drifted away from it. You know, Michael and I came along at a time and I do believe we were brought together for a reason to, to, to play this role, you know, and, uh, you know, there's, there's uh, tons of great operators and, and travel companies and designers, you know, and, and uh, that are, you know, have been doing this for a long time and, and awakening to it as well. But uh, Michael and I just seem to be in a position to, to catalyze it, right? Like, you know, and, and, and help others uh, sort of recognize the, the opportunity and power that exists with this type of travel. You know, right after after you and I met in 2014, um, you know, we started our work together, and that a lot of that sort of first manifested in the development of the Transformational Travel Council in 2016. So, t- tell us more about what TTC is and and what work TTC is up to these days. The Transformational Travel Council is just around building awareness, you know, to 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 what this work is about, what it means, the role that it plays in our lives, you know, personally. And, you know, individually and collectively, you know, so it's, it's very much focused on, on raising or, or bringing an educational component, you know, helping travelers and the trade learn about what this is and, and, you know, integrate different practices and methods and, and tools into, into how they approach travel or how they design travel mm-hmm. to, to create more of these experiences. You know, so much of this mm-hmm. is just, so much of our work is just based on the conversations we've had, the research that we've done, your original dissertation, and uh, we've created a community, right? A global community that uh, that that you know also identifies with this work, you know, and is eager to 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 learn more and and hopefully raise awareness in the market, you know, help help travelers around the world, you know, get you know a deeper meaning and and connection out of their experiences that you know could potentially be life changing. One of the words we use a lot is transformation. Right? How do you define transformation? What does that mean to you? Oh, good question. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I, for me, transformation is uh, is constant. You know, I think it's something that uh, if we're aware, if we're tuned in, we can sort of witness and, and participate in this ongoing evolution. You know, ongoing transformation of of self. 
you know, so f- for me, it's, it's a way of life. It's a way of being, you know, and, and, and travel is just the, the place to accelerate it. You know, just th- things seem to just come alive when, when you step out of, you know, your home or out of your comfort zone and, and get out and in, into the open, uh, and access, access different parts of yourself, you know? So, you know, I don't know if everyone always realize in my mind, you know, realizes that, you know, change does happen that way, you know, and to be open and comfortable with that. So, you know, for me, it's, it's fairly simple. Like it's, it's constant and, and just part of our lives and our existence. A bit paradoxical, isn't it? Right. Yeah. The, the one constant is change, right. In our yeah. lives. So do you, do you think that, you know, um, there's so many questions that I want to unpack with you here, and this is the stuff that you and I can sit around over yeah. a couple of whiskey and chat about for hours. Do you think people change at their core? Or do you think that they become more aware of who they are through through travel? What, the, yeah. tra- the transformation that people experience through travel. What do you think that we can transform who we are through travel? It's a really good question. I mean, it just it, I guess it's just open to how you interpret that and the depth that you go into with that question. I mean, from my perspective, you know, we have you know we have a soul, and our life's journey is about connecting with that soul and 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 answering your your soul's call to adventure. So you know, it, to to be really you know short with that, then if that's the case, then it is just sort of tuning in and raising awareness to who you already are, and yeah. transformation is going to help you get closer to that, tune in you know more deeply uh, and resonate with that. Yeah, I know the word transformation can feel pretty lofty to a lot of people and how do you keep transformational travel approachable for all levels and and styles of travelers that's the question of the day or the year (laughs) right is and michael and i will 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 go on for for days you know uh, trying to answer that question and and i and i think that it's just it's just different for everybody and it's really important to to meet you know meet people where they're at and just open up the the conversation open up the the container if you will because ultimately it's up to them you know transformation can can take you know all sorts of you know different shapes and sizes uh and you know it it, and the important thing is is that you just bring awareness to it you know and and then once you develop a little bit more of an understanding to it uh you know it can turn into a practice you can start integrating more intention and mindset to it uh but uh but yeah i mean transformation is 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 just growth right it's just it's just new ways of, of being right. Like our definition, you know, and intentionally traveling to stretch, learn and grow into new ways of being and engaging with the world. Yeah. And that's such an important point there, Jake, is that the learning and growth leads to behavioral change, right. Or new actions being taken, right. Because otherwise it's not the, and I I think what we're transforming, if I may, right. Is not, is not necessarily who we are, right. My, my, my perspective on this is that it's, again, it's a, it's a newfound awareness, right? It's an, a revealing of who we are, right? Things that have been buried that we've placed into our shadow, you know, years of cultural and social conditioning and stuff like that, that we've just become, you know, we've hidden, right? Intentionally or, 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 or subconsciously. And we become aware of these things, right? Through traveling, right? We, we, and, and, and it doesn't only have to be travel, right? I mean, but travel just tends to be one of those things that, as you said earlier, expedites, right? The, the, the awakening, Right and the the reconnection of these parts of ourselves, 
And when we when we reconnect with them, become more aware of them, right? Then then we are in, invited or inspired, hopefully, to begin taking new actions, right? And so ultimately, what changes is not necessarily, again, in my opinion, who we are, right? But it's how we're living, right? It's the experience of life we're having, um, and I think that's what. And, and and you know, you and I have had many many conversations about this, right? And and we know very well that there's there are a lot of people that travel that are seeking large scale right change that are looking to really hit the reset button that are really going through some deep deep work and they want to make dramatic changes and there's and those those people are out there and we we know them and we love them and we see them and we work with them constantly i think more often than that what we see are people that are looking to make small changes right tweaks to, to their life that will have a bigger impact or have a big impact on on them whether it's bringing more balance into life or deepening their relationship with their their partner or finding more time to go do whatever hobby or ritual or, or whatever is, is rejuvenating and relaxing for them, right? Because they feel stressed out, right? It's how do you find, how do you use this travel experience to connect with these and find these small changes that will have the biggest impact? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And over time, right, those accumulate, right? As, as you continue to deepen your travel practice, right, mm-hmm. these small changes end up turning into a big, large-scale evolution of who you are and how you're living your life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and it's those, the, the, the connections that you make, right. Uh, while you're traveling, like I, I believe that it truly is, you know, it really comes down to those encounters and those moments where you connect with another human being, the, 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 the relationship, the bond that comes from that, uh, the walls that break down between you and, and with, within you, you know, that, that does create that ripple effect of change. You know, it can be small, it can be big, but it puts you on that path, right? And uh, of learning and growth. Mm. And it does lead to behavior change, right? And that does, you know, typically help you, you know, move about your life with, with, with the same sort of awareness, right? You, you're starting to realize that you can bring intention and practice to just anything, just about anything that you care about. Mm-hmm. One of the, uh, let me ask you a question here, Jake. We, as travel designers, right? Um, I think one of the things that we wrestle with when you look at, the concept of transformational travel, right, is is the balance between designing an experience, crafting the experience with certain activities and certain accommodations and certain, you know, people that you're going to meet along the way with leaving space for the organic and the spontaneous and the emergent. So yeah. h- how do we balance that out? Uh, yeah, we, we talk about that uh, traveling with your lights on, right? So you you have that that awareness, and you're open to you open and, and sort of in a in a flow state, you know. But at the same time, you're not wandering, you know, completely aimlessly, you know. So you, you have this balance of, you know, experiences and accommodations and destination, you know, place, you know, that that very well could be, you know, really catalytic and supportive to to your path, right? And so I think that as designers, it's really important for us to provide that space for them to go explore the unknown, if you will, and, and not have everything rigidly, you know, planned out for them. Uh, but at the same time, you want to be able to identify, you know, specific experiences that, 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 that can really crack you open, right? That can be challenging, that can be disorienting, you know, mm-hmm. or it can be a good place to, to, to focus on, you know, being reflective and introspective and, and, and finding that right balance of, you know, consciously designing itineraries in a way that allow a, allows a traveler to explore inwardly and outwardly. Yeah, I, yes. I love that. And, and speaking of which, at, at the TTC, Jake, I know that you guys encourage a couple of practices. One is to follow your path. 
and the other one is to travel with heart. And what do these, these are acronyms and what do they mean or stand for? Yeah, so, well, we, we talked a little bit about uh, the hero's journey and uh, Michael's uh, infatuation I, 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 or appreciation. <laughs> no, <laughs> infatuation is probably right. <laughs> obsession, obsession is yeah, another good one uh, for it. Yeah. Joseph Campbell's hero's journey and, and uh, you know, really looking at travel as this process, this unfolding. And so the path is, it, it mirrors a lot of that hero's journey. So it's an acronym for, for prepare, uh, adventure, think and honor. So pre- prepare is setting intentions, uncovering your motivations, preparing, you know, emotionally and psychologically, physically for, for an upcoming adventure. And then, you know, once you cross that threshold, once you're on the journey, you know, you bring, you know, an awareness, right. And a presence, you know, a mindfulness to, to the journey, right. So this is where you, you know, to go back to Joseph Campbell, this is where you're slaying the dragons, where you're going within and, you know, you're using, you using travel as this opportunity, uh, beautiful opportunity to, to, to go within and, 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 and take on challenges uh, that you might be facing in your life. And then, uh, and then think is the T. So this is your opportunity to be reflective, be introspective, you know, and, and try to start to assign meaning to what these experiences meant to you. And then the H is for honor, you know, so this is once you've returned home, you know, you've got this newfound wisdom, you've got these experiences, you've got these illuminations, these, you know, they could be, you know, they could be epiphanies that you've had, you know, whatever it may be, but this is where you really start to, to, to honor, you know, you assign that meaning and you take action, right? That this is where you really honor the experience by taking meaningful action. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. the PATH acronym. And then uh, the HEART is all about being, ways of being. So, you know, we often talk about, uh, right, internally, and, and we pass this on to our clients at ExploreX, is like, you know, that you have a to-do list and a to-be list, you know, and, and the HEART is uh, a framework or a tool for ways of being. So H is, is to, be, to be humble, to practice humility. E is to be fully engaged. A is to be awake, aware, you know, ready, open, uh, ready to explore the unknown. Uh, and then R, you know, is is in, in my mind probably one of the most important things because it implies that you're you're open to challenge and that is you know being resilient, uh, you know, and 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 be able to 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 work through the difficulties, you know, that really create for the best travel stories. And then and then T uh, is is uh, uh, to be thankful to express gratitude, you know, to, to, at every opportunity, right. Have that, have, have that moment of like, wow, look where I'm at right now. Like this, this is so amazing. I'm, I'm at the, this family's home or I just, you know, some stranger on the street just helped me find where I needed to go and just expressing gratitude. You know, that's such a wonderful way to approach a journey. So those, those are two of the frameworks, you know, two of the tools that the TTC has, has created to, to support travelers and shifting their mindsets. Jake, it's, I love everything you're saying. I think one of the things that's, that's striking me, and we've talked about this before, but it's just that, you know, going back to the idea of the hero's journey, going back to the idea of people being called, right? And maybe being reluctant to answer that call to adventure, right? refusing the call, which is one of the, the steps for many folks in their journey. Um, you know, the work that we do uh, in the world, you know, whether it's TTC or ExploreX or, or otherwise, is is to really mentor, right? To use Campbell's term, to mentor these people, right? To to be their to be the person that says, no, like I'm gonna, we're going to help you answer this call, right? And we're going to not only help you answer that, but we're going to provide you 
with guidance, right? And mentorship and support and help and whatever else that you need along the way to make sure that you go and, and make the most of this journey. So it what's what's unique and different about all of this work that we're doing is that it's not just planning a trip, right? It's not just saying, here's your hotel, here's your flights, here's your tour guide, here's your tickets to this museum. It's how are you preparing for this trip, right? Why are you going? What do you want to get out of this trip, right? You know, and in you know, one of the things that that we've uncovered over the past, you know, so many years that we've been doing this is that, again, people tend to, in my experience anyway, people tend to fall into two buckets, right? You've got those folks that are actively looking for change, right? And so there's something that's specific that they're looking for. And then there's those folks that are just like, I love to travel because I learn and grow. And it's unpredictable. And I don't know what that's going to look like. But I know that every time I hit the road, if I engage with that experience, right? If I travel, if I follow the path, and if I travel with heart, right, to use the acronyms of TTC, then I know that I'm going to come out of that a slightly different person, right? My perspectives are going to shift, right? And I know that when that happens, right, the only reliable source of action is how we see the world, right? And so to use that quote again and again and again, you'll continue to hear that on this podcast, right? The only reliable source of action is how we see the world. And if travel, right, if, if following the path, traveling with heart, right, answering the call and getting out there, even if we don't know what we're, what we want, right? we will be inspired to take new actions in our lives, right? Which will create positive changes, not only in our lives, but in the communities and, and our families and our friends and everything around us. Yeah, absolutely. And I do love that quote. I, I, <laughs> I just, I, if I could say, you know, everyone, you know, just take take a second to contemplate that, you know, after, after their walk away from listening to this podcast, like, I think that's a, a really important both that helps explain what this is at its essence and the opportunity that, it, that exists there. And it, you know, we, we talked about this earlier, but I think it's important to, to mention this as well. I mean, this is a, this is a travel podcast, right? And yet travel is not the only way that people create change in their lives. Right? So if you're listening to this and you know, at, at, at this point in time, we're going through a pandemic, right? And travel is not accessible for most people right now. Um, and we want to inspire people to look at travel as a way to create change and to, to have fun and to learn and to grow and to whatever that transformation or change that degree of that looks like for them when they get back. Great. But that, but travel is not the only way that we create change. Right. So bringing that to mindfulness, right, Jake, even, even following that path, right. Mm-hmm. While you're at home, right. Absolutely. Living with heart, right. Yeah. Is really, really important as well. And, and this is part mm-hmm. of that practice that you mentioned, right. That we can, you know, whether you go on a trip and then come back and, and, and begin to do those things or even before you go, you know, this, this, this transcends the travel experience. Travel is part of our lives and these processes and these approaches are bigger than just travel. Yeah. You know, with, I mean, it really is about depth over distance, right? As our friend Jasmine, Dr. Goodnow likes to, likes to say, you know, and, and I, and I like to think that even during this lockdown, whether they, whether people are aware of it or not, I imagine when they do go out on a walk you know and you know and if if they just tune in a little bit more than maybe they used to you know and and obviously things are less chaotic things are slowing down there's a lot of time to be introspective and be home but you know bring a newfound awareness to you know the your neighbors right and and the bird song that's happening outside right Right. and this changing of the seasons and and uh you know your local parks like it it really is a mindset you don't need to get on a plane right you don't need to cross an ocean uh you can really open your eyes and travel every time you walk outside your door 
uh, and and I think that that's a that's it, it just shifts you open you know a little bit more you know where you have a little bit more appreciation a little bit more gratitude you have you're more centered you're more balanced you know because you've 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 sort of stepped out of that that that, that chaos that I think so many of us live in uh, especially you know in some of our you know Western cultures and, and capitalistic society you know we're all racing it's like we're trying to win a race you know and mm-hmm. and and I, I just don't think that serves us very well as humanity and I. I think we're starting to discover that there are there might be more important things for us to to appreciate in our lives. Let me ask you this: in, in terms of both travel and day to day living, how well I, how do you differentiate between being mindful and being intentional? Yeah, you know, I guess this is probably um, can be defined in, in very similar ways. But you know, being intentional is, I, I guess, putting thought into something and making a decision. You know, like this is what I'm going to be intentional about. Being mindful is sort of the the flow, the the slow unfolding of you know that intention in motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're you're being mindful as you move through a process that. It, that works toward that desired outcome, you know, where that transfers. Does, does mindfulness imply a sense of openness? Do you think? Or, I think or it awareness or both? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I, I think it absolutely should. I, you know, I, I think you need to be, you know, being mindful is mindful of, of yourself, mindful of your connection with others, you know, mindful of mm-hmm. your connection with your surrounds and with nature and you know and and hopefully, you know, it, it, you know, as 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 people gain an awareness to the power of, of being mindful, you know, they, they, they can get into a flow where it is, it does uh, open up those connections, you know, and, and it makes them more accessible. There's a, there's a great term we, we just came across and, and I, I think we liked it so much that we, we, we are going to use it within Explorer X, but it's the word Cottywumple. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Cottywumple, Jake? I think I've heard you mention it before. Yeah, refresh my memory. <laughs> yeah, so I, I believe the definition is something to the effect of traveling on purpose, but towards an unknown destination. Yes, yes. You know, um, <laughs> I love it, and and, and yeah, I love that too. Because when you look at the work that we're doing, right, it is. I, I I think we we all of it, right, whether it's in life or in travel, right. There's there's the balance, right, of being purposeful, of being intentional, right, of of knowing which direction we're going and sort of what we'd like to experience, but also being mindful enough to be aware and open and mm-hmm. humble, right? And yeah. all of those things and being willing and able to pivot when we need to as well. So it's sort of this really beautiful balance of intention and purpose yeah. with mindfulness and openness, right? And yeah, the more that yeah. we can bring uh, uh, both of those, you know, into our lives and into our travels, I think the better off we're going to be. Yeah. I, I, I just wish it was a more elegant or, or, uh, a more, uh, a beautiful word. Cause that one's a little, little rough, <laughs> not very romantic. Is it? <laughs> no, but it, it, you know, it is fun to say, give it, give it a whack a few times. It just sort of starts to roll off the tongue. <laughs> Caddy waffle. Was that what it is? <laughs> Cottie, 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 
yeah, but maybe, maybe it's supposed to be ugly and sort of disruptive and clunky you know like that's what travel it's not, is right? it's supposed to be perfect yeah that's life that's life that's travel that's right. right it's clunky right. and un- mm-hmm. uncomfortable at times and yeah for sure yeah oh. Michael, I know that Explorer X has this travel better, live better slogan. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and what it means to travel better and what it means to live better? Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the summation of everything that we've been talking about here, right? It's that, you know, by, in our opinion, right, the, 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 the ultimate game that we're playing here is to live a better, more inspired, more fulfilling, more meaningful life, right? And again, as we've touched on earlier, one of the best ways, maybe the best way to do that, right? And, and to find ways to do that is through travel, right? Is, is you, you, again, reveal or reconnect with parts of yourself that have been hidden. You learn things about other people and other cultures, other ideas, other perspectives that maybe you had never known about, right? And, and the more that you can, you can learn from your experiences when you're traveling, right? The deeper you can engage with the experience, right? You can follow the path and travel with heart. You can prepare. You know, we talk a lot uh, Robin, about the inner journey and the outer journey, right? So the outer journey being the the logistics of the trip and the accommodations and the, some of the experiences that you have, but the inner journey being what you do with those things, right? And so, um, as Jake was saying, how do you how do you engage with that um, both before, during, and after the trip? Mm-hmm. So, so for us, this idea of travel better, live better is taking that travel practice of of preparing. Right. And, and engaging and being more curious, being more creative, right. Being more mindful, balancing attention with mindfulness while you're traveling, having a hell of a good time, right. This is all meant to be fun and exciting as well. We don't want to travel to be this dark, heavy, you know, uh, work kind of thing. We want you to go and experience all of the uh, amazing cultures and people that are in these destinations and take great photographs and drink, drink great wine and eat amazing food and all of those things, right? And, and have fun with it, but also take time to learn and grow, take time to reflect, take time to make meaning from what you're experiencing, right? And that practice that, that by doing that, right, we're going to come home back to our lives. That's what I was saying earlier. We're going to come back to our lives. We're going to be in to implement changes, big or small, into our lives. And that's going to uh, empower us to live, again, these better, more fulfilling, more, more mindful lives. Yeah. I have a question about that though. So often we can return from travel feeling inspired, but then when we get back home, we're kind of stopped in our tracks and we get settled back into our real lives and we can find it challenging to implement these changes that we, you know, felt so inspired by during our travels. So why, why is this and why is it so hard to actually implement those changes back home? Yeah. I mean, we're stepping back into for the most part, the environments that we were in before, which helped create or foster the sense of discontent or the need for growth or learning in the first place, right? So you're, you're jumping right back into that, into those waters. So, you know, it's really important to try to find ways to, you're never going to necessarily fully break out of that unless you, as I always say, you know, move to Nepal, shave your head, become a Buddhist monk and start a nonprofit, right? But short of that, you know, it's finding small ways to implement changes. So for some people, that means, you know, working with a coach. For others, it means becoming part of a new community, whether it's the, the community that we've built or whether it's a community, a local community there. Maybe they join a boxing gym or they join a yoga class or like whatever, right? Like joining a community there. Um, and just finding some way, some some ways to to find support for yourself, whether that's, you know, having a vulnerable conversation with family and friends and saying, hey, guys, like, 
this is what I've learned. This is what I'm taking away from this experience. This is what I want to start doing and asking for support, asking for help, asking for for guidance. I think I think for travel companies too, there's a certain responsibility there to provide the support structure, you know, and and some you know opportunities to. Uh, to support them in being accountable, uh, you know, whether that's check-ins, you know, or some sort of meaningful engagement, you know, because th- th- those changes, you know, th- th- those those experiences that that may have shifted their perspectives and, and created desire for change in their lives, right? That that typically is going to be is going to help them develop interpersonally, right? It's going to help them connect with with others, so cross culturally. Uh, you know, and this gets into, you know, the, the work that, you know, I'm so passionate about at the TTC is, you know, how, how do these travel experiences create pro-social and pro-environmental behaviors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in my mind, we have an empathy crisis, right? We have a climate crisis and we have an empathy crisis mm-hmm. that travel companies and, and travelers can take an active role in their learning and growth through travel. And, and hopefully, as, as, as you guys mentioned, you know, they can travel better to live better, travel mindfully, live more mindfully. Right. And that has, that's, that, that's, that's for the betterment of all. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's why I feel it's really important for travel companies to, to provide structure and support for, for those because it, it does slip away so quick. Right. We come back and, and I, I mean, this is what I do as my life's work and I fall into the same traps. You know, I come back and next thing I know I'm hustling, you know, trying to answer a bunch of emails and I've, I've lost that flow. And that's, that's, that's sad. Right. Because I, that, that I felt more alive, you know, right. When I got back from that journey or during the trip and I want to stay connected to that self. So um, you know, it, I, I think that that's that in a lot of ways, that's the holy grail of, of travel, right? Is how do you stay connected to that most emergent self where you felt more, the most alive? Jake, so speaking of all of this, I'm wondering if during your time in Baja, you've noticed any changes in yourself or in, in your family just in this trip? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely came into this trip with, with intention. You know, there's lots of sadness, you know, lots of, uh, anxiety. This is a really challenging time. You know, I, I think that, you know, with my time here in Baja and, and getting into more of nature's rhythm and having more downtime, it's, it's given me an opportunity to, to be a little bit more assertive in how I'm tackling some of my blind spots or the changes that I want to see in the, you know, in, in myself, you know, in the world, you know, having, uh, you know, over two months down here has, has definitely, provided me space to sort of recognize like, Hey, okay, you were aware of this, Jake. And, but you didn't make any change. Right now I'm to the point, you know, at this time down here, I'm like, okay, that, you know, it, that enough is enough, right? Take action here, you know, stop, make, stop giving excuses, stop holding yourself back, have limiting beliefs, take action. Right. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really on point right now with, with some of the behaviors that, that end up holding me back and I'm trying to work through them, you know, so, so I can let some of them go. And so you're going to bring that back with you back to real life in Seattle after this trip is over. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I I hope so. You know, with the help of you guys, (laughs) (laughs) we'll be your support system. (laughs) Jake, let me ask you. So how do you, how are you doing that? You don't need to necessarily get specific with what you're working on if you don't want, but, but I know for, for me and for most of us, like understanding the changes that we need to make, right? This is sort of Robin, what you were getting at before and then doing them and taking action on them and, and, and implementing them is 
are two different things, right? So what are some of the things that you're doing or, or have done in the past that have enabled you to actually begin to make some of these changes instead of just thinking about them? Hmm. Good question, Michael. That's why they pay me the big bucks, Jake. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'd have to say that it, 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 it just comes back to this, this sense of flow and mindfulness and, and being calm, you know, and out of the, out of the chaos, right? Like that, I think that's, that's, where I'm able to have that, that dialogue with myself, like, Oh, Jake, Mm -hmm. you're doing this again, or you didn't, you you, you know, this behavior didn't serve you so well last time yet you do it over those in that inner conversation, that inner dialogue that I continue Mm -hmm. to unfold when I'm in a balanced state of mind, Mm -hmm. you know, really allows me to work through, you know, that some of the stuff that, you know, I may or may not be conscious of, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, but it, but I, I do seem to recognize that there needs to be some sort of change you know, in, in order to move forward. You know, one of the things that we've, we've talked about a lot about you and I, and, and, and Robin and I as well is just that, you know, it's so easy for people to say, okay, I've, I've, I'm beginning to understand this thing about myself or about the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want to do something about that. And yet it feels so incredibly overwhelming to make a change. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's what we keep coming back to again and again is, how do you start small, right? What's, you know, like, what's that one thing? Like, you know, Robin, we were talking a few weeks ago about, uh, you know, wanting to start a meditation practice, right? And feeling overwhelmed by that. And, and so, you know, the invitation to you was, all right, we'll just see if you can sit down and take three deep breaths. Just start right. there, right? Start there. And then see if you Make get to five and see if you get to, to 10. Fail, see if you get to, right? Too small to fail, right? Exactly. And it's, it's, you know, it seems cliche and lazy to say that, but I also think there's a lot of wisdom and truth in that as well. Right, is that if we try not to bite off more than we can chew, right? Mm-hmm. It's the old how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? Like, okay, you're not going to change the world overnight. You're not going to cure cancer. You're not going to cure the water crisis or hunger or racial uh, inequality and all these other things, right? But I can do this one thing today. I can do this one thing today. And I'm going to do that same thing tomorrow and maybe even take it, you know, a smidge deeper you know, or next week or next month or whatever that might be. So starting small. And figuring out what that looks like for you, even if it seems, even if it seems insignificant, right? Like I said, sitting down and saying, "All right, I've never meditated. I want to start a meditation practice. How do I do that? I'm just going to start with three deep breaths. Period. End of story. It takes me 30 seconds. I'm done. Right? That's enough to get started." Yeah, you mentioned the the, the deep breaths. I, I it's that reminded me of something that I've started to to integrate into my my practice is. Because part of what I'm dealing with is just this uh, overwhelming, constant sense of urgency, and the way that I approach this work, like I, mm-hmm. I and, it, and it comes from a heart place, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I want us to, you know, help the industry, help travelers, right? Both you and I are constantly like, we feel we, we've got something that's, that can 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 be a guiding light and supportive, yeah. right? And yeah. and that sense of urgency doesn't serve me well, you know. But I I did notice that. Um, an opportunity to take those three deep breaths is when I'm getting water, like the two really important Mm. things that I need, you know, I need water and I need air. So now whenever I'm getting water, I'm also Mm. using that opportunity to take in air and deep breath, right. And try to get centered and balanced in those moments. Uh, Mm. so, you know, you, you know, three, four, five times a day and you have those moments of, of calm and clarity and you start to get a little bit more centered. And that was, that's just something that I just recently, you know, felt like it was, uh, you know, because I was, I was like, oh, t- getting water takes too long. You know, like I legitimately thought to myself, wow. like, my God, like hurry up, water. Uh, and then, and wow. I was like, 
dude, you are nuts. <laughs> like, you need to turn this around quickly, right? So then I, then I, now I'm, when I'm getting water, I'm taking those deep breaths, as Michael suggested. Michael, is there anything like that that you do on a daily basis? Yes and no. I mean, you know, I, I will say that I don't do it consistent, consistently enough, but I do find that my, my best days, right, my masterpiece days, if you will, are when I'm able to get up and have a, a, a nice sit, a night, you know, a nice 20 minute meditation in the morning. You know, when I'm able to take, when I'm able to take Fred for a nice, you know, 30 or 40 minute walk in the morning, you know, when I'm able to exercise in the morning, right. And all of those things set the foundation for the rest of my day. And then I can really launch myself full, full into everything. And the other thing that, you know, that I, I, I do again, when I'm having my best days is taking time every, every hour and a half or so to, to go for a walk, exercise, get outside, just create some kind of a break from what I'm doing, right? There's a lot of research that suggests that, you know, our brains can only handle about 90 minutes of deep work at a time before they just get exhausted and they need a, they need a break, they need to recover. So getting outside or, or you know, making a, a, a healthy snack or doing some push-ups or, you know, doing some burpees or whatever, like whatever you can do to break that up yeah. is something that I And the that break doesn't to do. have to be very long. Just take a few minutes just to... Do yeah. something different with your brain Correct. and your body. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and the other thing I, I would say is just, and this is getting into different territory a little bit, but it's just, you know, to, to Jake's point about everything feeling urgent, right? Everything is urgent. Everything is important, right? Is, is understanding, easier said than done, mm -hmm. understanding that, you know, we only have a certain amount of energy, a certain capacity for doing deep and meaningful work in any given day, right? And, and while... As entrepreneurs, right, Jake, it's easy to say, well, let's let's crank for 12 hours or 14 hours or all that stuff, right? Like what we I think we know intuitively, now whether we decide to listen to this or not, you know, probably most of the time we don't, is that putting in eight or nine hours of quality time, right, getting a good night's sleep, making sure we have ample exercise, making sure that we're that we're eating well, right? That we're taking time to find balance, whether it's playing with your kids or taking the dog for a walk or spending time with a loved one, right? All of that allows us to dive deeper and more powerfully into the work that we that we do, whether that's over eight or nine hours. And we're way better off, you know, spending eight or nine hours doing that work than spending twelve hours running at fifty percent capacity, not sleeping enough, not eating well, not getting exercise, not spending time with our families, right? Yeah. But easier said than done, right? Yeah, and I, I wanna I wanna applaud you. And the, the structure that you have in your life really allows you to, to to have more of those masterpiece days, if you will. Like I love and appreciate the discipline that you have. You know, I I, I we're so so alike in so many ways and so different in, in others and like I, routine and structure is ridiculously challenging for me, you know, and and I don't, know, I don't know why that is, but like every day for me is, you know, a little different than the one before, you know, and, and sometimes I wonder if I'm losing, you know, the, you know, the efficiencies there. Right. And I, you know, I, I know that I don't, you know, I, I don't exercise enough, right. Like you're disciplined with getting exercise. Mm -hmm. Right. And I so appreciate that you're able to, to, to have, you know, some consistency, some rhythm and flow that, that serves you holistically, Right, mm -hmm. I, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, I also don't have children, so <laughs> <laughs> I would assume that most of the chaos in your life stems from them in a very good way. But still, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it certainly adds. Uh, but you know, I, even if I, if even solo on an island, you know, like I, structure and routine would be would be a challenge for me. 
I want to ask you guys one last question because I know we are um, running up on our time limit here. But what what have you each learned over the past ten years, let's say, of doing this work, and and what's really changed you? You know, for me, I would say that uh, it goes to uh, a tattoo that I have on my wrist, Gensadaha, you know, and, and something that I continue to work on. And, and what that is, is, is let it happen, you know, or let it flow. Uh, you know, for we, we talked a little bit about my my drive and my sense of urgency and my desire to, to help, right, um, help people transform themselves, transform society. And, you know, I, I think that over the last 10 years, you know, I've moved from a make it happen person to a, a, to a let it happen, you know, and it goes back to what Michael said earlier, asked earlier about intention and mindfulness, you know, and it, it, and let it happen for me sort of captures that. And it, it you know, is, is set your intention, let it happen, you know, through mindfulness. And I think that that's, that's a journey that I'll continue to be on and one that uh, I'm very much focused on right now, right? And not having that sense of urgency that I talked about. Let, let it go, let it, let it flow. Uh, so that's, that's probably the biggest thing for me is that transition uh, from a doer to a beer. Did that make sense? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, Robin, I would, I would, I would echo a lot of what Jake said. You know, I think, um, and I, I reflect back to when I started this journey you know, with the dissertation and then with Muddy Shoe Adventures right back in 2012 and before Jake and I met. And, you know, I, I was this just the other day looking back through some of the, the a binder that I put together for the first series of, of trips. And it was like, all right, 832, we're going to do this. And then at 846, we're going to do this, right? And like, it was just so programmatic and so rigid and so regimented and so structured. And, and um, you know, it was all out of a place of love, like wanting to, to, to deliver value and content and, and, and support and guide people. But, you know, what I've learned, I think most is, is much of what Jake said. It's just, you, know, you have to be open to, to the organic. You have to be open to the spontaneous, right? We can... We can do work, right? We can inspire, we can guide, we can support, we can provide, you know, as we say, Jake, ancient wisdom, modern science, practical tools, right? We can give people those things, but we can't make them do their push-ups, right? We can't, we can't make them drink from drink the water if they don't want to drink the water, right? So, so let go of that, let go of that need to force somebody into something and just say, hey, we're doing our work, and and we're gonna bring love and joy and energy and positivity and humility to it all, and then. You know, and then you sort of give it up and, and just let it be. Something that I'm working on, right? Again, one of those in my masterpiece days, I'm doing that very well. And in my um, amateur artist days, I am not doing that very well. But it's all right. But this is this is the process, right? Because I'm doing it better now than I was a year ago, and I'll be doing it better a year from now than I am today. So that's part of the journey that, that, that I'm on as well. Wisdom. Yeah. We are. We are. We are. Jake. We are cottywampling. We are. Through life. <laughs> Through life. <laughs> well, do you do you guys want to do some rapid fire questions? Yeah. Yeah? Sure, bring it. I feel like that would be kind of a fun way to wrap this up. So for those of you who don't know what, what rapid fire is, it's just a few questions that I'll ask these guys and get their first answer that comes to mind. It'll be like one word or short phrase. I'll ask one question and then maybe I will have each of you Give your answer. Sure. Okay. So first of all, well, maybe this isn't a, <laughs> the best question for Jake, but if you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? And maybe why? 
I'm there. Uh, like I, I am, I am, I'm content. I don't want to go anywhere, but, but here right now. Uh, yeah. 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 If I could go anywhere, Robin, that's, as everyone always says, it's a tough question. The first thing that pops into my mind for whatever reason is the Faroe Islands. Hmm. I was there a few years ago. I, I absolutely loved it. And I felt like it, it whetted my appetite and I want to go back and, and explore more. Yes. Me too. I want to go. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the next place that you guys go and spend a couple months. Yes. Be awesome. Okay. So what is one thing you guys always bring with you when you travel? One essential item? A book, a book. I always find that, um, having that, that opportunity, that creative outlet to disconnect actually allows me to dive deeper into my travel experience. It just unlocks mm-hmm. parts of my brain that by reading some, some book, it, uh, it allows me to dive deeper. And it's no particular book. It's just no, I mean, it ranges from like autobiographies to crime novels to whatever, whatever's, whatever's peak of my interest at that time. But just having that other outlet while I'm traveling does something for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love bringing a, a, a good book. That's essential. I think Michael and I both, you know, sort of tapping into our, our creative space, you know, through, through reading and, and having that opportunity for quiet, you know, something that Michael taught me years ago is to, to bring like a totem of some sort, uh, you know, so it could be, could be a pebble, you know, whatever, just something meaningful to have along, uh, to help guide or keep you to remind you to focus on the, the intention and to stay in flow and to be mindful. Like that's been a, a really critical piece of, of every journey for me now, uh, as my mind sort of wanders or I dive deeper into, you know, my cell phone when I shouldn't be and read, read too many emails. Like, uh, yeah, I'm traveling. I'm, I'm on a journey. I love that. Do you always bring the same item, the same totem? each one of your trips it depends uh no but i've got i've got a few you know crystals and and other things that i'll bring that i'll bring along i love that okay what is the best or most memorable meal that you've had while you've traveled pig's head pie ex-de-provence france (laughs) did you like did you enjoy it not at all Okay. <laughs> Not at all, but it was a cultural experience, so it was all right. And there's yeah. a good background, a good backstory to it that's for another time. Okay. <laughs> uh, Amazon jungle with the Kofan tribe. Honor, you know, we had to hunt for our food, and we fished some piranha and uh, piranha eyeballs. Wow! Did you enjoy that, or did you just stomach it for the cultural experience? <laughs> Uh, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought and, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it, I, I did have sort of have to stomach it. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't all that excited about it to be, to be honest, but, uh, Here, yeah. here's a, here's a quotable quote, Robin, the key to eating any eyeball is not to chew it. <laughs> mm. All right. So, <laughs> okay. Um, I have two more questions. First of all, what is your favorite book of all time? Michael, I know this is gonna be really hard for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go back to the Alchemist. Mm-hmm. That's the one I go to over and over and over again for inspiration and wisdom. You know, for me, and I, I've got a lot, but I, I think the the f- it's it's the Celestine Prophecy. Uh, it's a book that was handed to my mom when I was around I don't know seventeen, eighteen years old, uh, and that seemed to just change my world. It opened me up to different ideas and, and thinking that that hadn't existed before. Cool. Yeah, who, who's, the, 
Who is it? <laughs> James Redfield, I think, was his name, or okay. his name. But there was a whole series of books that came after that. It's been a long time. Last but not least, if you could go back 20 years and give yourself some advice or give our listeners just one piece of advice, I guess we sort of touched on this in our conversation, but what, what would that be? Slow down. Slow down. We all try to do too much. I, I, I have been trying to do too much for too long. Mm-hmm. You know, Focus on balance. Focus on mindfulness. Focus on being present. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, you know, I I would say read more Rumi. You know, I, I <laughs> get a daily dose of Rumi, and 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 you and you'll be good. Uh, and uh, I, I think a quote that I love is, uh, "What is what you're seeking is seeking you." Uh, and I think that Ooh. that really really sums it up for me. Well, thanks, you guys. Is uh, do you want to let our listeners know where people can find you? Do what your websites are, or social or anything like that yeah 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 so so for explore x uh, jake i'll take explore x you can take ttc how's that sound that's good yeah so it's um explore-x.com is our website we recently launched our brand new traveler community free to join lots of great um ways to get involved and it's to support one another in our journeys now and and once we start traveling again and social media at Go Explore X and all the different major channels. Uh, yes, I can be reached at uh, Jake at transformational.travel. Uh, it's the Transformational Travel Council. Gosh, what else can I say about? Oh, and, you know, Michael and I and, and uh, some colleagues, we, we did bring a book to life called uh, The Transformational Travel Journal that uh, really captures a lot of the essence of the work that we we care so deeply about and uh, that we've been working on for, for quite a while now, huh, Michael? Oh, just a hot minute or five years, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, very proud of that. But uh, anyway, what a great conversation. This was a lot of fun, you guys. Yeah. Thank you We appreciate you being here, man. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Robin. Okay. That was awesome. Big thanks again to Jake for sharing his time and so many nuggets of wisdom with us. And Michael, it was fun to have you as a partial guest on this as well and get your insight on some of these topics too. Yeah, thanks, Robin. It was it was a blast. You know, it's always fun being on this side of the microphone, so to speak, and chatting with Jake is always a pleasure. And um, you know, we could we could do this for hours and hours and hours. So, but it was it was fun to talk to Jake. So, Michael, did you have any specific takeaways that stood out to you from this conversation? Yeah, you know, I, I did, and it. And it it's a lesson that I've learned many times, right? But it's the idea of balance, you know, whether it's in travel or whether it's in life or both, you know, when we were talking about this idea of balancing, uh, being purposeful and intentional with your travels, with also being open and being mindful. Another lesson that always lands with me. And um, again, it's just something that's so important, not only in travels, but but as we are going about our day-to-day lives, right, 95% of our lives are spent not traveling for most of us. You know, being able to find that balance between work and play and giving ourselves time to recover, you know, while also making sure that we're, we're cranking on the work that we, that we love so much. So just, just finding balance is something that I continue to come back to again and again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I really like how Jake's attitude is kind of a let it be and let it flow <laughs> mentality. So I agree with you on that for sure. What about, what about you? I mean, was there anything that stood out for you in this yeah. conversation? Yeah. Um, one in particular, um, I thought Jake really hit it, the nail on the head when 
he talked about how we not only have an environmental crisis, but an empathy crisis in the world today. And I right, thought that right, was right. a really striking statement that hit home for me. Yeah, Robin, it's a great point about empathy. Yeah, it's something that is always important in our lives, but certainly something that is um, particularly prevalent right now with all that we're going through globally. So great, great lessons there for sure. That'll wrap it for today's episode. Thanks again to Jake Hopper for sharing his wisdom, certainly inspiring our sense of wanderlust. Can't wait to get out there on the road traveling with Jake again soon. In the meantime, be sure to follow us on social media at GoExplorerX. You can learn more about who we are and what we do and what what makes traveling with us so so special at explorer-x.com. You can email us hello at explorer-x.com. And until next time, thanks to all of you for listening. We'll see you back here real soon. Thanks, everyone.